I love it. This yeah. is Bearded and Bored. I am Tim. This week I am joined by Brian. Hello, everybody. And the Chalupa Cabra himself. What's up? What's up? I'm just crushing some clam chowder right now. The Chasupa Cabra. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of Bill Burr, just eat some fucking clam chowder. Chowder. The white. Chowder. Oh man, he was so good when he showed up on SNL. I, I didn't get to see the full episode, but I got some of the clips and like the fucking Boston family fighting in the grocery store. <laughs> oh my god! Whenever they make fun of Boston, it's great. Like the Casey Affleck one too, where they're making fun of um, Dunkin' Donuts. It's incredible. He's got the cracked fucking screen. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. He's wearing the Boston Bruins hat. He's like wrestling his friend. Oh god. The Mark Wahlberg yeah. on a farm. He's just like, hey, goat, say hi to your mother for me. Hey, chicken, I'm Mark say hi to your mother Let's for me. To animals. <laughs> hey, snowman, what are you doing here? You're not an animal. Say hi to your mother for me. That was a fucking great Mark Wahlberg impression. I think it's a really good Andy Samberg version of Mark Wahlberg. But thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's a good that's a good reference check check out check out my fiber i i do impressions and uh voice acting for like very cheap right now so yeah it's true it's true. pay me money pay me money to do voices yeah, he he will do voices for cheaper than he will suck dick and that used to not be the case but i will read literature inflation. about sucking dick Lit, legit I will. I will. It's a skill that he has. Not many people. I will have suck dick to read l- literature to suck dick. I can actually reach out to you to a project uh, outside of this. I'm hoping you like it. Fiverr. Oh, I hope I like it too. Yeah. Deadly. Fiverr. So how did you get involved with that? That's a weird kind of coincidence. You just wanted to try to get into voice <laughs> Brian, acting or like reading audible books? <laughs> Brian suggested it to me, actually. And then I discovered the underground ring of uh, um, gay biker porn. <laughs> so, like, you yeah. do all of, like, the uh, the blind person, I like, swear, uh, captions? I swear, powder on my face, not, not semen. <laughs> I don't know, after the discussion that we just had, it's questionable. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we're talking movies. What are we talking about? Were we talking like back in the day how fucking great it was to go and find movies? Are we talking about how easy it is to find just about fucking anything anymore? Are we let's, talking about let's, classics? Let's start with let's start with the fact that you know I started to bring it up earlier. Is drive-ins are open again? Movie theaters will eventually open up again. What does that mean for you guys? Is the do you guys value the movie theater going experience still? Does it matter to you? Do you care? Is it too expensive? Do you think theaters will survive? Okay, I've been hearing a little bit about this where people have been complaining that the movie theaters might start closing and I say fuck it. That is the market and like you kept rising up prices and as opposed to making original, interesting content, you decided to sell blockbusters and just rehash a movie because mathematically you knew you could make that money back. Whether or not it was good, you didn't give a shit. And now they're complaining that they're going to go out of business? I can't afford $25 on an evening to go down and see a shit movie. Like, 
wh- why is it like I, I don't know I I just maybe I just didn't find a love for mov- uh, movie theaters when I was younger but it, it just it's nothing to me I'm glad they're going away I hope something better comes in its place Aaron what's your take well I do agree I'm not a big fan of the the really ex- expensive like Simplex Odeon or IMAX bullshit. Um, IMAX is pretty incredible. Like I, w- I won't deny that, but I can't justify spending that money. Honestly, I can't. I cannot. Um, going going back to our previous episode about talking about what you don't um, you know skimp on for money. Uh, uh, I, I would rather just watch a bootleg copy at home <laughs> at some point. Like fuck that. Um, you know, you're sitting in seats, you're kind of uncomfortable, you're crammed up, you might not be able to sit with your friends if there's a, a, a few of you. Um, you know, like, fuck, you, you gotta drive away, like even in the city, you gotta drive, you gotta park, you gotta go to the fucking movie. And then if you don't hide the candy and food in your in your pockets, you gotta buy their overpriced shit. Yep. And yeah, and then you also go to some that don't offer the same service as other ones. So you don't like unless you do your real research or you talk to your friends or you know personally, you don't really know what you're getting into. And this is where I'm very different than one of my sisters. She would go see a movie, and if she liked it, she might go see it five times at the theater. What? I'm not even kidding. Like I think she saw, I think she saw like Harley Quinn or Ant Man. Ant Man. Ant Man. I think she told me she saw Ant Man like three times. And I'm like, like a B on the Marvel tier list at best. Yeah. Just... Yeah. I think she saw Wonder Woman like five times. Like, like she will go oh, to multiple Wonder movies multiple times. You're not even talking and back in the like, day. You're talking recent history. She would just oh, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the last five years even. Jesus. Why? Yeah. And then she will go to some of those movies. Like, I think she saw Jojo Rabbit, which actually I really oh, love. One of my favorites. I, I haven't gotten Jojo to Rabbit. see that yet. That was the one where the kid's imaginary friend was Hitler. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah. Anything Taika does, he he has some short movies on uh, YouTube. I'll send you a couple links. They're actually really really good. Anything he touches, I would recommend to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's such a unique writer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I can't say enough about him. So. Does your sister just go by herself? Like, does she just wander into a movie theater? Is this like a Finding Dory situation? Well, for the longest time, she didn't have a driver's license, so she would have to go with somebody. But, yeah, most of the time, she she would just, yeah, go with friends, I'd say. And, like, find her friends that wanted to go see it again and again and again. So, yeah. Yeah. She she saw um, Spider-Man, the one with Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. I think three oh, times, right. and one time was with me. And I'm like, I watched it, I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. But you, you've seen this two times now? She's like, yeah, I'm going to go again next week with another friend. I'm like, why? Like, this shit's um, expensive, man. Like, you, you drive here, you park, you go in, you do this, you go. Like, it's, it's, it's not the greatest experience for me. Like, okay cool i get this giant screen in front of me like yeah okay i get it like lots of people have interesting you know memories of i think the last movie i saw in theaters was joker with joaquin phoenix that was good and it was good 
like I enjoyed watching it. Was it better for me to watch it in theaters than in person? Like at least in, in person in in my own house? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was. But what I will say for cinemas, I will miss the vintage ones. There's one in Edmonton called Princess Theaters on White Ave. It plays vintage shows. It'll play like Raiders like once a year. Oh, cool. um, like, like, like the old blockbusters they'll play. And some, some of like the, the really like, you know, mm-hmm. Z-rated, like stupid, like, oh my God, this is so bad. Horror films like Army of Darkness will be in there. Nice. They'll do like a big rotation of like old blockbusters and like old, like just cult classics like Big Lebowski and stuff like that too. So Or some foreign films. And then another one I would like to throw up there too is there is a, a cinema that I went to in uh, Brisbane, Australia, and they did BYOB. They had two movies that were out recently, and they would have one on rotation that was an old blockbuster. So I went to go see Blade Runner for the first time, the original with That's Harrison awesome. Ford. Brought a six pack of beer with me, and I got to sit in some seats, and it wasn't that busy. And I got my own room and all that kind of stuff. I put my feet up, not a big deal. And no one, no one complained about it at all. So those are the kind of cinemas I hope that stick around. Cineplex can go fucking fly a kite, maybe reassess their value and go a bit cheaper. Your sister sounds like she has amazing taste in movies, by the way. Fucking nerd. <laughs> Ryan, how about you, man? So, so first off, um, let's get back to Taika Waititi for a second. Uh, Tim, have you ever seen What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Oh my god, that's yes, Taika I've seen that. Yeah, that's Taika Waititi, just so you know. It's a, like, so... Jojo Rabbit, amazing, worth yeah. watching. Just so that you know who who he is and the type of work that he does. Like one it's... of the greatest comedic bits in all of cinema that I've ever had. And like I know this is stupid, but just for me, it struck me is when after the werewolf attack and what we do in the shadows, and yeah. like they've got this small. 30 pound dog and like we got the son of a bitch that did this and there's just body parts fucking everywhere i lose my mind every single time it's so well played yeah yeah no it's so it's such a it's such a good movie and it's such a niche movie that i feel like more people need to see like it's one of those new zealand comedy is special yeah yeah It's, it's like it's like dry british humor with a bit of a twist yeah no i i i agree it's 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 like dry british humor but it's it's almost a little goofier it's like, quirky it's it's yeah, like yeah it's like your your weird aunt is making or weird uncle is making jokes like yeah hunt for the wilder people is really really funny and you know like it makes it hits you in the feels as well i haven't seen boy yet but it's supposed to be really really good um yeah. thor ragnarok was taika but yeah, like or, really or Ragnarok was Hollywood. Taika, yeah. Wow. It yeah, really, really forced Hollywood. So I wouldn't base all of Taika's movies like, on Thor Ragnarok, but you can definitely see that influence. Yeah, but yeah man. Exactly. Tim, Tim, you must explore more Taika. Absolutely. Yeah. What a diverse and career. Clement, Jemaine Clement is fucking hilarious. And like, I just, I can never get enough of him. Ever since, like, all the way, go all the way back to Flight of the Concords, I can never get enough of Jermaine Summit. So, I'm, I absolutely, I absolutely love him. And he's in a lot of Taika's stuff because, once again, they're both from New Zealand, right? So, 
I've heard about a a comedian down in New Zealand that's like really well regarded. Like, I guess he's kind of niche there. Um, But uh, he he has like a series where he plays a bunch of students and like he's a full grown 40 year old man. But like, it's just acknowledged that he's one of the kids. Like, that's one of the conceits. (laughs) I haven't seen it yet. If I find the name, I'll let you know. But I hear it's fucking amazing. Yeah. No, let me know if you do find it. Um... What else, guys? We were back talking about cinemas. So I grew up going to movies all the time. Yeah. Uh, it was just one of those things. Like, my parents, uh, that was, like, the go-to activity. We were just such a big movie family. It was literally, like, I grew up going to movies probably uh, every, almost every Tuesday night. Matinee night, get in for cheap. Uh, and, and we would absolutely love it. Air Mills town center had a theater in the mall for a long time. And mm-hmm. it was, it was great. Like 10 minutes away, not even go to the mall, uh, go to bulk barn, get some snacks from bulk barn, like hide them in the, in the pockets or like my mom's big ass purse or my sister's big ass purse pop in. And like the one thing, even though it's overpriced, man, like the movie theater popcorn is legitimately delicious when you're watching a movie that extra saltiness i don't need to add extra butter or anything like that you just give me that salty popcorn and i will i will enjoy it i'm not one of those guys like i've we have a like popcorn maker here like at home we'll make like fresh kernels ourselves and stuff yeah oh it fuck that it doesn't compare it's it doesn't compare at all to movie like hitting it up at a movie theater so for me, there's a lot of nostalgia and, and it built up a love of going to see a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like your sister. I won't go see a movie five times. I have seen movies multiple times, but usually it's like, I'll go see it with Danielle. And then my dad really wants to see it for father's day or something. Yeah. So I'm like, absolutely. I'll see it again. I'll go with you for father's day. Something like that. Right. It's not just like, well, this friend wants to see it and this friend wants to see it and this friend. No, like, just go see it yourselves go with other friends it's fine i've seen it already right um uh i do think cineplex is trying to get to a point where they're they have two different market segments that they're approaching right because you've seen the launch of like vip theaters i'm sure you guys have seen a lot popping up and it's an interesting principle the whole 19 plus alcohol allowed that you can you can buy their in-seat service like reclining couches all that shit like like it's uh it's like a crazy idea and it's a like for like if you're looking for like a good date night type thing where like you just want something low-key i don't recommend going to a movie for a first date or something like that because you want to get to know the person movies are horrible for that but like like danielle and i if we're gonna go for a date night we're gonna go dinner in a problem like we're we've been together for like 10 years so <laughs> we're gonna for a blind date though like you meet up and like oh yeah blah 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 everything's nice and if you just fucking cannot like stand the situation you're in you're just like oh i just gotta go to the washroom and then you ghost she's stuck in the movie theater and you're gone well and they they do have a bar as well like a bar area in the vip theaters 
So this is a premium experience, right? But what I think they're they're trying to do is they're trying to segregate and make it, hey, this is the premium experience, and then make the regular experience a little more affordable. I actually noticed the Milton Cineplex, so this was before the pandemic, prices went down a dollar a ticket, which I was surprised about. I never thought that would happen. Um, but that being said, I still try to go on Tuesday night because Tuesday nights are still always matinee pricing. It's cheaper. Uh, and I love the theater experience enough. I like the idea, especially with comedies. I I find a comedy is best served with a crowd of people where like you get mutual laughter. And it builds up. And occasionally, if it's a really good drama, oh my god. So like, I'll take the example... One of them is not a great example. So three billboards, uh, three billboards. If neither yeah. of you have seen that movie, fantastic movie, fantastic movie. I love Francis McDormand so much. I love Martin McDonough. I think he's one of the best writers in the industry. So I saw three billboards at TIFF. Uh, it was the people's choice, like the Grolsch people's choice award winner. So if you line up early enough, you get it for free. Essentially, you get to go in for free. So Danielle and I waited in line in Toronto for like three hours in the blistering sun, get in to see this thing. And you're literally in a movie like that. After about 15 minutes, no one gets up to go to the bathroom. No one. Everyone's just like on their at the edge of their seat in kind of a cold sweat. Right. Like it's it's that kind of movie. Yeah. And this the other example I have of that is and i it's such a weird movie pick out no country for old men really? oh yeah no That'd country be very for old men is a is an amazing theater movie because there's almost it almost adds to it when you know you're in a room of 300 people and you could hear a pin drop like you can literally hear everything and that movie's so good at building up the tension and everyone's along for the ride and a part of it you i'm getting feel everyone's there i'm getting goosebumps yeah. thinking about it like it's it's almost yeah, like I'm you're talking say, about you're seeing like a, a high-end uh, sports team uh, like when you're in the stadium you're a part of the atmosphere and you you get those moments together yeah yeah there's the emotion done really well with that dark knight another example of a movie that is in my mind was a great theater movie um and like dark knight also was it's amazingly written because you get good things like relief laughter mm-hmm. like um like the whole theater is quiet for like the longest time and then when when uh when Heath Ledger when the joker's like uh you know i'm just like a jog dog chasing a car i never know what i'd do if i caught one and like the whole theater bursts out laughing and it's like or- and yeah or, or when he sits down as the nurse and he's like, Hi. <laughs> I remember seeing it in theaters and like that came up and everyone was just laughing too. Or everyone saw Brett Favre and it was, like everyone looked around and was like, is that Brett Favre? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was Brett Favre. Um, no, uh, Brian, I totally, I totally know what you mean. And like, yeah, you can almost feel like the heartbeat from like everyone around you um, when those, those like serious dramas are going on. Uh, two... Well, one movie I saw in theater and one I wish I did. Uh, the one I saw in theater, uh, Gone Girl, oh, wow. where Ben Affleck is uh, like set up for murder, 
the unbelievable, unbelievable. Like oh, Ben Affleck is a much better director than he is an actor, and right. he's done a lot better as an actor lately. Um, that one was really, really intense to see in theaters. Like I was like on the edge of my sh- my seat. I was making comments at the end. I was like, "All right, nobody's dating women ever again." <laughs> like I was with like three of my buddies too, and we're all laughing. The ladies behind us were laughing too. Um, yeah. But what I wish I would have saw in theaters because it fucked me up just watching it um, was Get Out. Oh my god! Yeah, I really wish I would have would have saw that in theaters because like I would have been like Jesus Christ, Leo, <laughs> like freaking jumping and everything like that, and like holy fuck! You know? Oh man, yeah, no, yeah. that would have been that would have been a good experience in theaters. For sure. A good horror movie where you get some good jumps and you get some jumps from people around can be great. Horror yeah. movies can also be ruined very easily by people talking in the theater, though. So horror oh, movies to me time. are are like the best and worst case scenarios. It's like this really depends on the audience if I want if I'm going to enjoy it in theaters or not. And I was going to say with um, with comedies in cinema, uh, what can be hard though is like hearing the next joke. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. people are like some people are laughing too hard or. Um, the laughter is too loud and you don't really catch the next joke or the, the next dialogue or something. So that was the only critique that I would say with comedies. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair assessment. I also feel like I have a pretty broad sense of humor, but I also have a pretty dark sense of humor. And there was a movie that came out. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up real quick right now. Um, the worst example of that for me while you're looking that up was uh death proof uh when they cut away to the commercial with the girl that had the amputated leg and she had a machine gun on her leg i fucking lost my mind like laughing it was just the most ridiculous absurd like setup as like some kind of like action sequence and i just like i started (laughs) laughing so hard and like everybody around me was just like oh why that wasn't Death Proof. That was Planet Terror. Oh, my Planet God. Planet Terror, yeah. Because yeah, Planet Death Terror, Terror in my opinion, was good. Death Proof was shit. I agree. I actually agree with that. And no. I, I like old Grindhouse films, but Death Proof mm-hmm. like, yeah. was a letdown for me. Yeah. It, like, was a let, it was also second, which was the worst. It was like, dude, let me watch the shit movie first and then end on the high note. Don't make me yeah. watch the good movie first. Kurt yes. Russell was the best part of Death Proof. And the best scene of that whole thing was when he's driving. What's her fucking name? Oh, uh, Rose Rose McGowan. Is that it? The chick from Charmed, like two point oh. That sounds. Yeah, right. that sounds. That's yeah, and, right. and he's he's driving her home, and it's like which way? And she's like, right, right. And he's oh, like, Rosario Dawson. Rosario, no, 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 no Rosario no, Dawson. Because she's one of the main characters that beats the shit out of him at the end. Oh yeah, no, it is Rose McGowan. Yeah, I was Rose trying McGowan. To Thank you. Yeah, um, it is. I thought so. And and she's like, right, right. And he's like, oh, that's too bad. And she's like, what do you mean? It's like, well, there's a 50 percent chance of if you're going to get scared now or get scared later, because I'm going left. So I'm afraid that you're going to have to get scared immediately. <laughs> and then he takes the turn and he's like, the problem with being in this stunt car is that you have to be sitting where I'm sitting to live. And he just like flips it and kills her and everything, blah blah blah. But uh, spoiler alert. Um, yeah. Spoiler yeah, alert. That, that was the part that was actually really, really good. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's intense. The rest of it, I'm just like, 
what the fuck is what are they going on about here like shit just kill me like let's yeah. get to the cars yeah so danielle and i went to watch this movie downhill and i will you you may not have heard of it, it i it will spark your memory potentially will ferrell julia louise Dreyfus. interesting interesting cast take the two of them because different kind of styles of humor but we knew going in danielle and i knew that it's a serious movie about the impact that a specific event can have on a marriage and it's yeah. going to have some light-hearted bits because it's will ferrell and julia louise Dreyfus. we knew it was a serious movie and i feel like most people just heard will ferrell and we're like let's go let's go see it and the movie the premise of the movie essentially is and this was like a sundance film by the way like it was so it was um the premise of the movie is they're at a ski resort with their family and the ski resort does like uh they do essentially like planned it's like a planned um I forget what they call it, but essentially it's like a planned avalanche to prevent actual bigger avalanches from happening. So they'll like demo part of the, like they'll literally like blow up a portion of the mountain to get an avalanche going so that it prevents it from happening. And it's like preventative measure. Apparently it's a real thing that they do. I did not know this. So, uh, but I'm not a skier. So (laughs) this, this happens and they don't know they're on like a patio on the lodge and they don't know they didn't get notified that this was like a, a like just a planned one. Yeah. So they see the snow rushing down and they're all eating as a family and Will Ferrell just gets up and books it. He just <laughs> says, fuck you guys. And he gets up and books it. And then he comes back and grabs his phone and then leaves again. <laughs> and the family's all scared and like huddled up under under like a like together under a table and he's gone. And he just took a save himself mentality. But they still have a week of vacation left at the ski resort. So like the the couple and the fight that happens with the couple from that point on and the tension between him and Julia Louis-Dreyfus is actually really well done. It feels very realistic. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's not a comedy. However, there were, I feel people were expecting like this slapstick comedy and they were like, you could hear audible disappointment throughout the movie from people in the audience. But because we were in thinking this is going to be really dark, this is going to be like, hard to watch at points the like the couple fights but there's gonna be levity like the the comedy moments we were the only ones in the theater laughing (laughs) and i think that goes with expectations at some like uh, we were mentally prepped for it yeah yeah when when you have that outlook it can really change uh Mm -hmm. what you come out with and like you know like how 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 like you perceive the moment kind of thing absolutely absolutely um i hate talking in theaters and stuff like that i hate the ignorance shit like if you're in a shared space i figure you have to be as respectful as possible to everybody around you yeah but like um you know like with knowing what you're getting into 
I've seen this on TV and movies. I've never actually seen it happen, but like the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, events that they put on where like everybody goes in and you're allowed to shout shit out or the Mystery Science Theater ones. I'd love, love to go check out one of those live shows. But like that sounds really amazing to me. Have any of you guys got an experience like that? Not much. Not much. No. You've never gone to one at all though? No, it's just not been in the area. No. I've done like I've I've been to like uh been to like a big murder mystery dinner where they got like the crowd involved and stuff like that. It's a little bit a little bit different. A little it, it, it felt a little um uh, cheesy i don't know the word yeah no it just it just it felt so forced mm-hmm. and like i think that that was like one of the problems like it and depending on who they pick in the crowd to talk to and stuff like that like pulling teeth um <laughs> from from people to try to get responses and get people to participate yeah. right so like it's almost like i relate that to improv it like improv you i've been to a lot of improv shows and there are some people that do improv very well and there are some people that do improv absolutely horribly uh and even still really well improv is still not great (laughs) overall uh unless it's like middle ditch and schwartz middle ditch and schwartz are amazing Mm, let's see that tongue get at it Mm. I was watching the old uh, Jake and Amir episodes. I've been working my way through it because I never saw that series when it was first coming out. And Thomas Middleditch just showing up randomly on like a fucking nothing web series <laughs> is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it's uh, Middleditch is great. He's he's very, very, very. Um, he was very underrated. And I feel like a lot of people just see like Silicon Valley and think that that's who he is as a comedy guy. Yeah. But if you watch, if like, if you watch Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix, it like, it could be, it could be further from the truth. He's, I've seen them live. Like, they're so good. Him and Ben Schwartz complement each other very well. And there's, there's three episodes. You get three hours of content. Um, do you remember, because you were talking about Bulk Barn, this uh, sparked something to me, the Chalupa, I don't know if, like, when you were a kid and you would go to the movie theater, did you ever have, like, a snack that you put together when you got there? They're, like, a go-to snack? Um, not a, <laughs> honestly, um, I might have bought, like, candies mm-hmm. from the theater once in my entire life. Usually it's, like, packing your pockets full of, like, treats and stuff. Yeah. One of my favorites as a kid was the Jolly Rancher, like, sour gummies. Nice. You know, they weren't, like, Jolly. gummy gummy. They are like, remember the old Cherry Blasters when Alan used to make them? Like, yeah. Yeah, Fuzzy Peaches, uh, Sour Patch Kids, like, before Maynard's got a hold of them or whoever uh, makes Maynard's and wine gums nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah like way back in the day. Anyway, it was kind of, like, hard gummy. Those juicy uh, uh, Jolly Rancher were my favorite. Um, but like Twizzlers were go to, Sour Patch Kids were go to, um, Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I like the Sour Big Keys. Time. How about you, Brian? Sour you have any go to? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Sour Keys are great. Um, yeah. But popcorn. Popcorn was oh a big God. one. Oh, my God. 
yeah. I'm, I'm sure like a lot of other theaters, um, ours, if you buy a large popcorn, you get a free refill. Nice. So yeah. like, we always like do rock and scissors in the middle show. It's like, hey, grab popcorn. Let's get, let's get the refill. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. And then it's like, all right, you lost. You have to go get the popcorn. So you try to like time it where you'd like go have a quick pee, get the popcorn, come back, grab the popcorn, go back and like hopefully you didn't miss anything stupid. Yeah. Um, or, or important, I should say. Uh, hopefully yeah. you missed the stupid stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. Like those are the go-tos. Like, and the thing was, is I did, I, I was never really a pop person, but for sitting down for two hours, I always got thirsty and it was yeah. never, like it didn't, it didn't matter if it was like you ate popcorn or you didn't eat popcorn, you got fucking thirsty. So I always try to sneak like water bottles in my jacket. I'd wear my heavy, my heavy, um, uh, basketball jacket, which was kind of like, you know, like your football jacket. If you went to high school and played on the football team. And so it, it just stood out and it was quite bulky. So I'd put like two like typical water bottles and plastic water bottles inside the inside jacket there. I'd go in and have those. But fuck, we used yeah. to sneak in drinks all the time. Like I remember once my older yeah. brother took us out to watch uh, Team America World Police and we got into like oh. homemade <laughs> bottles of wine. But like we were up in the back and we would like try to roll it to see if we could smash it off the front. <laughs> we were such assholes. It was not okay. But yeah, we broke a bunch of bottles of wine by just like rolling it under the seats. You'd listen, hear it, and smash Brutal. it. Just front. like clink, roll, clink, clink, roll, clink. Oh, you guys. Oh. I think yeah, like a whole new creation that we always used to do was go to Bulk Barn, get a bunch of macaroons. And then you get the popcorn, but you had to be like time it right so the popcorn was still nice and hot. You dump the macaroons, the macaroons into the popcorn and let it melt a little bit. It was disgusting, but amazing. <laughs> yeah, it probably tastes uh, probably tasted amazing. But then you look at your hand afterwards, and you're like, "Oh God, what is this? What is this? What, what have I become?" <laughs> I wiped my ass after I ate popcorn. Um, oh man, I uh, I was. Like sour keys are always good. Um, I I'm a big M and M's guy. I fuck Smarties. M and M's are better. I will say Smarties is like the shittiest Canadian candy there is. I will fight people on that. I agree. Uh, I used to be a big Smarties fan as a kid, but M and M's are much better, especially the peanuts. M and M's. M and M's are the shit, man. It's the candy coating's better, I think. And like, I actually find the chocolate quality also a bit better than the Smarties chocolate quality. That. But that being said. Um, big feet. We want to talk Allen candy. We talk big oh, feet. Oh my god, big god. feet are to this day. I will sneak in big feet to a fucking thing. I absolutely will. I love it. My nipples are hard because of it. Yeah, his are too. We got hard nipples for it. I'm at a loss for uh, words. I completely forgot about fucking big feet. Like, that was like lost Swedish to time. Yeah, yeah, Swedish berries, but better. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about Big Feet, but it's still like my favorite candy. Uh, and as you said, man, Sour Cherry Blasters were the shit as well. Allen Candy was like the, the be-all and end-all of candy. Yes. And then they sold they sold off part of their candy. Like they sold off things to Maynard's. And then they like, sold like Allen Candy. Fuzzy Peaches are garbage now. Oh, yeah. Allen Candy garbage. Agreed. And Allen Candy is owned by Hershey now. They sold yeah. them or she bought them. So I don't know how I feel about that. Horrible. Fuck Pennsylvania. Yeah. 
Yeah, fuck Hershey, Pennsylvania. Pieces of shit. Winnipeg. Yeah, no States. one wants to go to Hershey World. Yeah, Hershey, Hershey, Hershey chocolate Hershey, bars are maybe the worst chocolate bars out of like the main brands of chocolate bars. Yeah, you someone just gives get you a that, fucking like, Hershey's kiss. Hershey? It's a fucking obligation, not a fucking treat. Like it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, hey, I agree. Hey, Hershey kiss, the most deceptive like, chocolate ever. Watch uh, heavyweights. That's what Ben Stiller <laughs> uses to fucking coax the little fat guard kid, and then he fucks him over. Yeah. yeah, we get yeah. back to good, good, good call out. We get back to heavyweights on that. <laughs> um, yeah, Hershey in general, man. When we talk like chocolate bars, uh, random, random tangent, but like of like the like, let's say like a dairy milk, Cadbury dairy milk. You take mm-hmm. like a just a Hershey's milk chocolate bar. Uh, maybe like a Jersey milk is also kind of the competitor for standard like just generic milk chocolate. I think uh, I think Hershey's is the worst out of those three, at least. Like, I, I think I, I'm a Jersey Milk fan for milk chocolate, but I don't know. Hershey's is kind of just shit. I think There's I, nothing to it. I avoid most chocolate bars. Like, I, I do like them. I like my Snickers every once in a while, but uh, oh, I haven't eaten chocolate bars in forever. If I can get like a bag <laughs> of uh, milk chocolate almonds, that is like the shit. Mm. I am so fucking happy. <laughs> uh, my grandma i used to go watch wwe pay-per-views in the movie theater so me and my sister used that was to a go. thing yeah we used to go and they used to host wwe pay-per-views and we used to go when i was like maybe like eight nine years old and it would be like once again it's a special event but it'd be like ten dollars a ticket me and my sister go it's cheaper than us spending sixty dollars to order the pay per view, um, and they used to do like trivia and give away a ton of prizes, including free tickets to the next one and whatnot. Oh, it wow. like always be a good thing, like uh, always be like such a good time. I had so many like wrestling T-shirts that I won because of that. I remember, I had my Degeneration X. Woo! <laughs> like, <laughs> like that yeah man uh I, you were talking about that yeah. like i remember when they used to have those commercials on for uh halo you could like rent out the theater and play your xbox yeah. in there now i never had an xbox or anything but i'd see those commercials and it seemed like the coolest fucking like 90s yeah. kids thing to do in the world and i wanted to so badly yeah i was like it hit the point i was like they started to do that. It's like, all right, we're getting a little old. If this was like five years ago, this would be the best fucking birthday party ever. Like <laughs> this, this would legitimately be the best birthday party. Hey, we have, we have the Cineplex big screen and we're all going to play Halo on it. <laughs> that sounds great. We're all going to play GoldenEye, guys. They got then N64 mm-hmm. hooked up to the screen and we're good. <laughs> Shotgun oddball. Yeah. Oh, man. Oddball, you mean odd job? Yeah, yeah odd job. I had one yeah, beer. I'm all off now. Fuck. I yeah. need to edit this. And now that we're talking uh, about James Bond, shotgun odd job. I just recut it. <laughs> yeah, now that we're talking about James Bond, um, in Grimshaw, we had two movie uh, movie store rental places. We had one called Movie Town and the one Double K. Movie Town went under, and then they opened up to be a liquor store, which turned out to be actually quite handy when I was legal age. 
um, actually go there and then go to Double K to rent some movies. Hmm. But that was one thing that one of my friends and I did is we were big James Bond fans, and we had a um, there there was a uh, a special uh, I'm trying to think of the wording here. There was like a deal where you could get five movies for five days for five bucks. They had to be a certain color, so you'd have like a dot and a tag. And so if it was a blue dot, that was free range and all that kind of stuff. You go and do your thing. Yeah. So you get five of those, you rent them, it's five days for five bucks. That's and so him awesome. and I would sometimes just rent all James Bond. Nice. Or he he would rent five and then I'd rent five. And then we're like, <laughs> we, we, got, we got 10 movies for yeah. 10 bucks for five days. You got and then we have our, have our weekend and we just crush movies and crush candy and just and then like mom and dad be like oh, go do something so we'd like fuck around like you'll go to the playground or ride bikes somewhere or whatever and then come back like for dinner and then like then we'd like okay we, we just had dinner now we have like a good six hours till midnight let's fucking rock some more movies and just oh man just degenerates just it was amazing. Rock like, it, uh, we never had the like the five movies for five days deal. That's fucking sick. We always had the ancient bubblegum container and you had to get the black ball to get like three yep. days. So you, yep. you're just fucking pounding like quarters in there trying to hit the black ball and all you have is like stale we, ass gum. And... We, we had the gum too, but it was um, it was like hockey puck gum. And if you got the black one, that was the hockey puck. And you could get a free movie rental out of that. And we didn't even bother. We just, we're just like, well, you get like, you know, we don't spend the one of our quarters. We save another three. And then all of a sudden we got $1. We see you get four more dollars and we got five fucking rentals, man. Mm-hmm. That's sick. And like, and that was anything that was like old stuff, like around Halloween time. Like if you wanted to rent like Halloween horror films, like Pumpkinhead or Ticks or fucking Army of Darkness or whatever, like those are all blue dots. So you could rent those like five of them for five bucks for five days. And that would take you pre Halloween, post Halloween, all that kind of shit, Christmas time. Mm. And then you, what you try to do is time it. So it'd be the day off like Christmas. So you get, five movies for five for six days for five bucks yeah and they're like fucking sweet they're like oh return it you know we drop it off in the drop-off bin it's like bitch i'm gonna drop it off when you're when you actually are working again <laughs> like shut the fuck up yeah so yeah dude those were those were the best uh the like deals uh blockbuster we called them like it was the favorite section that was what it was called and you could rent like either three for like uh, Blockbuster is obviously a little more expensive, so it was like three for five dollars or six for like eight ninety nine or something like that. Still, uh, like solid deal overall. And um, or on the topic, uh, well, you brought it up because of Bond films. We like my dad and I did the same thing. Went through like every Bond film, and like I, I kind of want to segue to uh, jump off that to what do you guys? If you guys have watched let's say all the bond films or most of the bond films do you have a favorite bond film that stands out and then we we could talk about bond in general as well oh shit i know this is a curveball takes a second i could go first while you guys think you may you may go first i will give it to you i need to from russia with love 
Really? From Russia with Love is probably my favorite Bond film, pre-Daniel Craig. I also like GoldenEye, but uh, I'm biased because I like the GoldenEye game. Uh, <laughs> but from Russia with Love, there's almost like a... There's a certain... It's very tense, the whole movie. Um, the plot, although like it's easy to follow... Though that's it has, Roger like, Moore, a, right? No, that's from Russia with Love is not Roger Moore. Get out of here. It's Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's obviously Cold War one. It's when yeah. the it's when the chick is um she's in Turkey, I wanna say. It's been a long time since I watched it, but Oh, that's Turkey. why the gypsy fight. And yes. and she okay, yes. she wants <laughs> yeah, she wants specifically Bond to like escort her because she's defecting. Yes. There's um, there's the chess match where the one guy yeah. is like the chess master. So yeah. sorry to interrupt Brian, but I'm I'm piecing together now. And then there's yeah. the train scene where the Russian guy is like, oh, he's like, and then Sean Hart is like, oh, I should have known you you ordered like fish with red wine. And it's just like that whole scene. Yes, that is a good one. That is a good movie. It, yeah. And it's just, there's almost like a menace to it. And they do a good job because like when that movie came out, we like, we don't think about it. That's like the height of the Cold War when that movie came out. Yeah. yeah. So obviously like they do a pretty good job of conveying like, the tense and the the tension between the nations as uh-huh. well, uh-huh. which I think is uh, I think it lives up still. Like I'd watch it again. But I think it lives up still. And then I am a fan. I am a fan of a lot of the Daniel Craig movies. I think he's one of the next to Connery. I think he's the second best Bond. Quantum of Solace and Casino uh, yeah. Royale were amazing. Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace was good. Oh, sorry, really no, good no, too. Not Quantum of Solace. Best or favorite? Pardon me. Yeah. Pardon me. Pardon me. I, Skyfall. Skyfall was really good. Skyfall, I watched yeah. that in London. I watched it in London when wow. it came out in theaters. In theaters, and I'm like, I'm nudging my buddy. I'm like, we were just in that tube. We were there. Where are that stuff? Javier yeah. Bardem, really good bad guy. Okay, I, I got, I got to clarify guy. something. Daniel Craig is, of course, probably the best Bond. But who is your favorite? Because that's two very different questions. I still, I still think that, um, I still think that Connery's my favorite Bond. I think my favorite Bond, like like the ultimate Bond, if you look at the character itself, because like there, there's the big difference between the the movies and then the the book. I think Pierce Brosnan was like the most gentlemanly Bond. His movies weren't, weren't that good. His 100% movies in your best. corner on this. 100%. Keep going. Yeah, Preach, but I, I think he was one of the better ones. George Lazenby, fucking garbage. He was only in one. Fuck him. Um, it's a solid movie, actually. <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Not horrible, but like uh, not, yeah. not the best. Roger Moore was so fucking cheesy. So cheesy. Yeah. So goddamn cheesy. Sean Connery is my runner-up. For me, it would be Pierce Brosnan, Sean Connery, Daniel Craig, and they're all really close. So, really, so really for close. me, I agree. I agree that Pierce is kind of the, the like suave, sophisticated Bond, mm-hmm. like that kind of. He plays that well. Um, where where like I get lost is obviously most of the movies you were in, he was in, were terrible. 
absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah, terrible like, or so bad they're good. Uh, no, 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 they were just not, bad. Like Roger Moore was bad. They were good. Yeah, yeah. So for me, for me, it probably goes Connery, Craig, and Pierce in that order. Um, because I think Connery was kind of that perfect balance, funny enough, between Craig and Pierce, where he was Dr. a little no was really good too. Doctor No and, was really good. First yeah, Doctor No is a really good one. Uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger was really good. It actually won a couple Oscars, I believe. Yeah, Goldfinger was really good. It's another Connery one once again. Um, hey, that um, was the that's probably one of the most famous ones where it's just like you're expecting me to talk Goldfinger. It's like no, I expect you to die. And then he's like <laughs> he's, he's stuck to the fucking thing with the laser going up. That's one of the most famous. And then it goes to Simpsons with Hank Scorpio. <laughs> and then it cuts to another I forget which one that one was but they had the volcano scene like that's why that's why I have such a hard time with so many different Bond ones my favorite was probably Goldfinger but there are a lot of like the man with the golden gun was a really good Bond yeah uh, you only live twice I think that, I think you only lived twice was the one with the volcano the volcano lair with Blomfeld it was that yeah. when all the ninjas started like pouring in as they're trying to launch yeah. the okay. yeah exactly yeah exactly volcano fight scene um what was the other one uh, that's the spy who loved me that one was really funny like that was pretty stupid like that was probably my my favorite roger moore one that one or octopusy if uh anybody in our the listening audience Oh my god, I I I haven't gone back and watched that. I hope they hold up. Like I love the Austin Powers movies back in the day, but yeah, they were great. The, the first one was okay. The other two were a lot better holding up. I I think I was just immature and young enough to enjoy them, like just as garbage as what as what they were meant to be. But uh, if anybody They're in our listening audience enjoyable. is looking for a great podcast on James Bond, uh, James Bonding is by Matt Gorley and uh matt myra but uh little matt corley oh my god like they don't put out episodes regularly but they work their way through all the movies and then restart but they talk about the cars they talk about the watches and they it's it's so much fun doing it the cars james bond like it's, it's not like James Bond fans, like the real ones, don't talk about the guns. They don't talk about the gadgets. They all talk about the cars. If you are a real James Bond fan, you know all about the cars. Okay. I, Not wrong. I, I, we, we can't move on, really, and I, I'll let you guys have your piece. And <laughs> Pierce Brosnan is the best Bond. His movies were the best and most rewatchable at any time. You don't have to get on a high horse to enjoy Denise Richards pretending to be a nuclear scientist defusing fucking bombs in Russia. It is fantastic. There's a South Korean guy that gets his face redone to look like a white dude for some reason and then's really into so fencing. It was a fucking yeah. amazing. It was so good. He has diamonds in his face for no reasons. Halle Berry we got to be that. a Bond girl. Oh, I love you boys, but you gotta understand, Pierce Brosnan was so good. <laughs> Die rush. another day. We bought that. We for number one, we saw it in theaters, and then we bought that for my dad for Christmas on DVD, on that DVD player that we got for Christmas too. My mom's like, "We're getting a DVD player for Christmas. Get your dad a DVD. He'll be so happy." And we we must have watched that movie like 
five times in one week during the Christmas holidays. It was so bad. I remember watching it. I'm like, this sucked in theaters. It still sucks now. And we kept, we, I just kept watching it. And it was just garbage. Just garbage. Pierce Brosnan undoubtedly has the best cold open of any James Bond movie. And I'm forgetting which one it's from. But when they're in the dam and it's just going and like 006 shows up and they're fucking assassinating and blowing up that's, the dam. That's Goldeneye. Goldeneye. You tell Goldeneye is an idiot. You piece of shit. Goldeneye is maybe his best movie. And I think it's because Trevelyan's such a good villain. Yeah, it's only the good one. It's the only good one. Yeah, you tell me yeah. what you, cold like, open is better. I think like the world that. is not enough. The world—that's what it was called, right? The world is not enough. That that movie may be like one of the worst Bond films I've ever seen. Was that the one yeah, where the he was, was uh, a CNN was guy was like his <laughs> his nemesis? He's like, yeah, the news I'm blow shit up to make headlines. Yeah, the the media was the enemy. Um, <laughs> that was not the world is not enough. That one was. Um, tomorrow Never Dies. Too close. Oh God! Tomorrow, tomorrow Never Dies was the media mogul, and then Die Another Day was the one where Madonna sings with the the Korean guy, hmm. and okay. then The World Is Not Enough is the one where the guy doesn't have any pain. He doesn't feel pain. Yes. And they're like trying to do something with like oil lines in isn't like there, isn't that the one with the ice cat <laughs> palace or whatever as well in the world is not enough or is that no um, that that one was that one was where they have like the I, invisible car. Day. they have that's the invisible day. they have the invisible car and that's oh, um die another day so yeah. in your guys in opinion like, like who's the, the best bond girl and up. what is the best uh cold open i gotta know the best Bond girl is easily Honey Rider, the original mm. Bond girl. In That's that beach call. scene, and they're hanging out, and she's just all like fucking out there. Love that. Oh, she was a little too good, simple. A little too another, simple. Another, another really good Bond film was. Oh god, what was the one where he's in Louisiana? Mm. And it's got Baron Samity and Jane Seymour's in it. What Didn't they threaten a guy called? with a crocodile in that movie? Maybe. And like he puts an air pellet in him. It's it's a Roger Moore one. But that one was actually really good. And they had like the speedboat chase scene and it's the hillbilly cop. That one was actually pretty good. Uh, I can't think of the name. Uh, I'll look it up quickly. Yeah, I, I was going to trust you for your research, but there's been a lot of good bond films mm-hmm. it's it's more so scenes it's like that's what austin powers did live and this let die live, live and let die. die oh my god yes of course why not it's yeah. paul mccartney singing that song right yeah. <laughs> how did i forget that one i that was almost gonna say that good. um uh, james bond is bond not really. so much one movie it's a bunch of scenes. i don't know her name though Oh, who was the Bond girl in Casino Royale? Because she was really fucking good as a Bond girl. Eva Green? Eva Green. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. What The name in the movie, Vesper Lynn, something like that? I don't something remember. like that, yeah. Uh, I was going to say with um, Jane Vesper Seymour, Lynn, yeah. Jane Seymour was like a young, like 19 years old, where she's Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. But she's like 19 in that film as like a Bond girl. Like it's like, 
Creepy Roger Moore. Gross. Yeah. Oh my god. Um obviously then like Pussy Galore, Goldfinger. Yeah. Um Goldfinger, Pussy Galore. Uh good old Xenia on a top. Oh my uh, god. Andrew Johnson. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Crush me with your thighs. Yeah. Like, yeah. The guy that the guy that she killed uh, with her thighs, Canadian. <laughs> His character is Canadian. Oh man. Oh, Fun and like fact. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. Uh, oh, that was just a, that's a fun oh, fact. Yeah, just... <laughs> I, I have the McLean's James Bond edition that came out like the, the for the um, Spectre movie, yeah. and so like I, I, I like my fun facts with uh, James Bond, and so because it's McLean's, they did some like Canadian trivia with uh, James Bond, and um, the original Money Penny is from Ontario. I believe she's from Kingston. Wow. And uh, yeah, let's give some credit to Money Penny. He's a babe. Good old yeah. Money Penny. Mm-hmm. Who was Christopher Walken? Like, what movie was that one in? I forget. Oh God, he was one of the California guys. Uh, that was the same one with Mayday. Um, oh God. And he was in Silicon Valley, and he was the bad guy. He was like Maximilian something. Maximilian, yeah, he wanted to flood something. Yeah, they always want to flood something. <laughs> yeah, that they, and Superman. The, it was a big one at the time. Real estate. <laughs> yeah, let me just take a, a view to kill. What was that one? A view, to, a view to kill. That's the one yeah. I was in. What we need to do? I know. I know it'll almost be impossible, but we should do like a live stream of like us watching the James Bond films, uh, or at least like, or at least us editing it to certain scenes and we just like like just cr- like criticize it like we'll like watch it like we are right now like while we're all on our computers and stuff and then like we'll just yeah. like pause all right hang on a second let me talk about this scene for a second here and then we'll just like rip it apart and then continue on that's completely possible we could do it that way and i believe twitch is owned by amazon so you're allowed to stream Amazon movies on Twitch. I could be wrong, but if who owns all of the, the James only Bond people, films? the only people who can watch it are Prime viewers. Though, uh, if you have Prime okay. viewers, that's the only way it's legal. Now, mind you, my Twitch isn't big enough that it would really matter. I'll show anything on it. I play Mama Said Knock You Out every week uh, <laughs> on it, and I don't have the rights to that song. <laughs> I- I know that it's late yeah. at night, so we can't make too many promises or anything, but I'd be down for a, a James Bond uh, run. Or, like, even if we just put our, like, top two or three against the other ones, see how it comes out. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very interested. And, like, that's the thing. A lot of these I haven't watched for a while, right? So, like, it's like, I wonder if it's just fond memories or if it still, like, holds up. But GoldenEye was, always had a sweet spot. Um, it was always from Russia with Love, Casino Royale, Goldeneye for me, for mm-hmm. like top three. And Goldeneye always has a sweet spot. And I actually, it has a sweet spot not because of the game. Uh, I just thought the relationship between him and between Bond and Trevelyan. Yeah. Like yeah. him and Sean Bean. Yeah. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Sean or Sean <laughs> Bean? Sean <laughs> Bean. <laughs> It, you know what? And like Goldeneye probably has the best overall cast. Yeah, it's got a very strong cast. Yeah, because Boris, what was his name? He was in a oh, lot of movies. 
Oh, I'm gonna. He, he played Nightcrawler. He was actually he's actually a good actor. While you're and, looking that up, I, I'm just kind of curious. Do you guys have any problem with casting oh, if they're gonna like switch up uh, Bond? Like they were talking about. Uh, I've been asking for Idris Elba to be Bond for so long. I think he'd I be an amazing Bond. He'd be incredible. He's better if they got if they got Harry Styles or fucking Robert Pattinson or whatever the fuck his name is. It'd be fucking brutal. I don't care. Like, like the only exception, if it wasn't Idris Elba, is I'd want Michael Fassbender. Okay. I don't know. I don't but I don't think Fassbender. Michael Fassbender wants to do it. Clive Owen didn't want to do it. Liam Neeson didn't want to do it. I can understand why people don't want to do it. And like Idris Elba, I can understand why he doesn't want to do it. But to me, he would be an amazing Bond. I think, why not? I think he'd be a fantastic Bond. I think... Uh, I think Robert Pattinson gets a raw deal because of Twilight. Yeah, I will yeah. stand behind that guy as an actor, but I think he's typecast as like kind of that like that like serious or rom com guy. Like I don't think he he has the credibility to be Bond, but I think like he has the chops to do it. It's like interesting you say that because they're now. talking right now about having to reshoot the entire Batman movie he was in because the producer, not the producers, the executives hated it so much. Like he stayed small, he never got big. They didn't like his job on it, so they're considering replacing him through the entire movie. But I don't know. I got an open enough mind that I'm willing to see anything. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I've seen a number of movies with him in it that I've been impressed by his acting. But also, it's Bond can't just be, and this is kind of the issue that I had with Pierce Brosnan a little bit, is Bond can't just be a pretty boy, mm-hmm. right? And that's the issue with like Harry Styles, Robert Pattinson, guys like that is they're just pretty boys. He's got to have some grit to him. And I think I think that's why I always like Sean Connery is it felt like he had a bit of both. And that's the one thing is like, Brosnan didn't have any grit to him at all, and Craig doesn't have any pretty boy to him at all. <laughs> you see him come out of the water? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you see him yeah, come yeah, out of the water? Craig is a good-looking guy. I'll defend him there. But I, no, he, man, he's got a brick for a face. <laughs> the, the issue that I had... Ah, I think he's a good-looking guy. But the issue that I had with Craig was that, number one, he couldn't drive stick when he was in Casino Royale. Hmm. Yeah, they, that's they, true. They, that actually leaked out. He couldn't drive manual car, um, <laughs> a manual vehicle. Um, and then also he, he doesn't like uh, this. I'm going to say this and then it's going to contradict everything that I believe in for Idris Elba to be the next bond. Uh, Daniel Craig doesn't fall into line with the, um, James Bond of literature. Oh, he's okay. blonde, he's blue-eyed, all that kind of shit. But that's also Dan- Daniel Craig's MO. Uh, he played a Jewish a Jewish uh, Mossad agent in Munich, blonde hair, blue-eyed. He also played a Belarusian Jew uh, uh, partisan in uh, Defiance, blonde hair, blue-eyed. It, it kind of like, it's like, don't get me wrong, Daniel Craig, wonderful actor, really like him in almost everything that he's done so far. He's even taken some like really obscure roles like in un- uh, underground movies and stuff. I thought he did really well in too. But he didn't fit the James Bond character, so to speak. But 
he does pull off that James Bond persona where he is gritty. And I, in my opinion, he is decent looking. So he's able to kind of like balance the two out. Yeah. But, but this is like, yeah, James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. I like him the most. Roger Moore. <laughs> I like a lot of his movies as cheesy as it, as he is. It's like my, my love with the Beatles and how Ringo for whatever reason, writes a lot of my favorite songs. I hate Ringo Starr, but he writes a lot of my favorite songs. Uh, Sean, Sean Connery is fucking unreal. So, uh, with, with that, I don't like. I do not want to see Harry Styles be the next Bond. I do not want to see Robert Pattinson to be the next Bond. I'm not sure. Besides, like, I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into it. With new, like it, Benedict Cumberbatch, like amazing actor i don't want to see him as bond i'm not sure who i want to see as the next bond pardon me he's not hard enough no No, exactly he's too much like the gentleman he's like he'd be better off playing like prince william than playing fucking bond well you can in my head the fiction that i always make for james bond which makes the whole thing fun for me is that it's a title that gets passed so if it's Mm -hmm. a 007 like you want that hard-edged like ex-military guy and that's the thing benedict cumberbatch if he was an 05 and like followed in some other kind of line that'd be okay that's why like an idris alba would fit like he has those elements that the other people have and he would embody the character well yeah it's it's the pass on thing right it's like it's not like it's just one character the whole fucking time like it just carries over it's a title that passes on over time and also i want to throw out there too with us and like our love for movies and little like side plots. Have you heard of the story or the conspiracy or the fan theory that in the rock that Sean Connery's character is actually James Bond? No, no I have amazing. not. Oh my God. That, that's a that huge, is amazing. That's a, that's, 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 a, that's a huge fan theory, which was actually makes yeah. a lot of sense because he gets like documentation of like who killed JFK and all this kind of stuff. And they detained him and like, that's the explanation of why Sean Connery didn't continue on as James Bond. They had to find a new 007, which became Roger Moore, and so on and so forth. So that was yeah. a fan theory that makes it, that makes a lot of sense. Losers talk about um, their best winners. Fuck the prom queen. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out two options here for Bond, and I want to see what you guys think. I like one of them a lot. I'm gonna keep it to myself which one I like and which one I don't. Tom Hardy, Killian Murphy. Ooh, Killian. Yeah. I like Killian. I like Killian a lot. Killian's a better actor. Killian's a better. I, I like Killian a lot. My one concern is Killian's Thomas Shelby. So if 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 anyone watches Peaky Blinders, like the reputation to him is Thomas Shelby, it's hard to like picture Thomas Shelby and Bond being the same well, actor. The big argument would be with the British folk that they had oh, with Pierce Brosnan is that Killian is Irish. Yeah, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Killian would crush as a Bond role. I think Absolutely. I like Tom Hardy more for Bond, but Killian to be his uh, his villain. Killian, Killian would, both of them, it's funny, both of them would play a really good villain for yeah. different reasons. Tom I Hardy think, is the crazy mad villain. Like he's just like he's nuts for no reason. Like what was the movie? He's what not was the movie that he got that calculating look to his eyes. 
What was that? What was the movie where he played the twins? Oh. Uh, I have it on my list on Netflix right now. I can't remember right now. But um, like he he would be like I can see him and Killian Murphy like going in like a fist to fist. Legend. Fight. Legend. 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 And they were both in Batman. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, well they they're, they're they're both they're both friends because they're in all Christopher Nolan's movies. Like they're even yeah. in uh inception together too and like mm -hmm. i like tom hardy a lot he'd be a really i think he'd be an okay bond he's he has a face like a brick um <laughs> but he can clean up nice as well and he, yeah. he can put on that you know suave persona big time but like either way like i could see them being um character foils of one another in a sense yeah so killing and really beating the shit out of each other so Killian Murphy won me over a long time ago with a small festival. It's it's called Red the Eye? wind that sh it's called the wind that shakes the barley. Oh, that's a great film. I haven't seen it. it What's is, it about? We talked about this before. The Irish yeah. Revolution. Yeah, it's about the Irish Revolution, and two brothers essentially are fighting with the fact that they support opposite sides of the war, oh. and they're brothers. And it is a like strong period piece drama that like absolutely like brings in religion. It's a, it's essentially a metaphor for Northern Ireland and Ireland, the Republic yeah. of Ireland, Catholic and Protestant. It's it's essentially that metaphor. It Wonderful. Is so it's Tim, so put well that put that at the top of your top five list of movies to watch recommended from brian and chalupa uh along with uh, jojo rabbit or anything taika yeah absolutely yeah. i'm writing these down as we go fantastic 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 um okay out of curiosity because like for for certain things i don't see the point in gender swapping or just changing <laughs> races of like certain specific roles like i, I don't really give a shit um, mostly because I'm like, well, I, there's, enough, there's so much room for good stories that I'm open to everything, but I see the value in adding, getting people to the fucking table so that we can get more interesting stories once people feel comfortable. But yeah. for this, I think I would love, and I don't think they can do it yet. Maybe it's another 10 years, but a gender swapped, uh, James Bond, like, a James Bond that is a woman would be the most interesting fucking movie of all time. If like she's going through and she's just like banging like whoever she feels like on her way and like doing whatever she wants to do, like that'd be no. a fucking completely unique addition to the Bond mythos. I guess. I I just think um, so. I think they did that with Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. Yeah. So and Salt, Salt's another movie that like yeah. jumped out to me. Did exactly. Um, Salt. Salt was good. Salt was working. Leave Schreiber, very underrated actor. Yeah, Leave Schreiber kicked ass in that. I agree. Um, I. I. I was so concerned when I heard that they like they were looking at like females for the actual bond for the 007 role. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if it, I can understand having like, I can 
understand maybe bringing a female into like a co-lead more so than just a bond girl i can understand that but to me like there are certain things like it's like james bond is james bond and like it's very tough for me to draw that line and i'd find it stupid and annoying if they just bring out money penny but like i guess if they bring out a 005 that's that like there's got to be room in there right yeah, that's the thing, right? Just bring in another agent that, like, is consistent throughout the franchise or something. Obviously, like, we're at the point now where is there even any more books to base any movies off of? Or is it all just, like, like you know, adapting from little sub-stories or creating new ones off the top, right? I don't think there's any more books. Do you feel like they should stick to know. the books or should they just start letting Bond go off of the cinema history and, like, the the own creation that it's become or is you lose something when you step too far away from James Fleming's work? Uh, from, I think, uh, I think when we're looking at bond, it's a tough call, right? Like, I think it's, if there's no story left, then it's, uh, then it's a little, it's a little tough, right? it's a little tough to like try to stick to the books or you're just essentially remaking and remaking uh remaking you know the same ian fleming story four different ways Uh, i don't know i don't know if there's a right answer for that because i also fear that like you give it to a lot of hollywood writers and they're gonna butcher it Mm -hmm. like and they're just gonna make it worse right but that's that's my take that's a reasonable it's, thing. Yeah, I th- just think if you're gonna if you're gonna just kind of like start a new storyline because there's not much story left in the books, I think you just need the right writers. And like knowing Hollywood, they'd like put like J.J. Abrams on it, and it would get fucked up. He wouldn't so be able to write flare. a third act. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to write a third act of any movie. It would just be like okay development, and then like a huge letdown. So <laughs> they just got to hire John Favreau. He can go in and save it. Yeah. JJ Abrams is the ultimate cock tease in Hollywood. <laughs> the fucking like one day we got to do an episode just on Favreau and all the shit that he's shown up with. And like, and the late latter end of not end of his career, I guess this is probably mid career or something for him. But like the guy started out doing swingers and now he's yeah. running the biggest empire of marvel movies he's saving star wars like he's he's got these huge massive titles and he's just doing his own thing yeah unfucking he's super likable too super likable like i i like john favreau even just from like like chef and knowing what he learned to do the movie chef and things like that like he seems like he's a professional at his craft and he's dedicated and to me like that goes a long way if i see you're dedicated what you do like chalupa with beer i absolutely see how dedicated he is to it and it goes a long way in me respecting you as a person i uh i haven't seen chef yet is that the uh is that the one where he turns into a lobster or is that a different one 
Does he turn into a lobster and chef? I don't think so. There's one where, like, if you don't find love by a certain age, they turn you into an animal. Unless some guy knows yeah. he's about to get turned into a fucking lobster. Yeah, that's 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 definitely <laughs> not it. Chef is literally like he's a he's a professional chef, and he actually like learned a ton, and he actually hosts like a co-hosts a show with uh, Roy Choi, I think. Uh, on Netflix because of it, because they built such a good relationship over the film. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this feels like a natural ending point. If you guys think so. Yeah, man, I think, uh, I think we, we got into some really, we got into the weeds a little bit. I like it. It's not really talked about like, like the true, like blockbuster video rental store that, that, that pretty much spurred this whole podcast between the three of us. So, We'll, yeah. we'll touch more. I think this is going to be like, which I don't have a problem with. I really like the idea of this turning into kind of more of a movie podcast with like little touches of like other things around movies or whatever else kind of thing. Yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. Like I, I when, 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 Tim, when you mentioned heavyweights, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like one of us suggests a movie to, like, an old shitty movie like, like like oh yeah you need to watch cliffhanger yeah or what was that one you were talking about with sandra bullock and uh um Sylvester Stallone where they share fluids or something like that and she gets all grossed out oh uh not time cop uh fucking uh, uh demolition uh, man. demolition man demolition man yeah, yeah. So like we'll we'll like watch a Wiping movie his ass with a or seashell. or we have to like there's one where I remember watching Road Warrior after I watched The Punisher with Thomas Jane, the Thomas Jane Punisher, and I'm like, oh my god, this scene is the exact same as The Road Warrior, where they run down his wife and kid. It's it's going to be very interesting to see how it develops as far as like do each of our personalities start to come together where like one person has more of the independent uh, thoughtful films <laughs> I'm obviously going to be the guy offering up the sci-fi weird shit and like just yeah. I think our Venn diagrams are very interlocking it's just a few of them that are like a little bit out there where it's like oh that's weird so everyone will be like what they all all those three fat guys don't agree on the same movie what yo my favorite movies after earth Let's watch it. You get Will and Jaden together. <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. Air Force oh. One. I remember watching that as a kid, like once oh, a week yeah. for like a whole yeah. year. It was always I on TV, man. Air Force One was the classic TV movie. Um, almost famous. Is one of my favorite movies of all time. Almost, almost famous, famous is really good. Long Game of Spiders, really good. Right beside it. There's Tintin a lot of. Was really good. I'm just disappointed with Tintin how they weren't. There, there weren't more afterwards because yeah. Tintin is such a good comic series. Yeah, I can't wait to yeah, like just I a, do. I have a lot in here. Like there's there's and big holes in my knowledge. Story. Oh my god, that's awesome! Because like uh, like after Jaws, there was all the knockoff movies like Grizzly and shit like that. Like oh, oh god, oh Sharknado, <laughs> Sharknado, uh, all that kind. Of yeah, god. yeah. We we will be able to talk movies for a very long time. I like it. I like the cinema knowledge. Oh, that Das Boot. Das Boot yeah. was great. 
I I also have Fast Boot in here. If if we were to get together, I've never seen The Room. I won't watch it until I'm with you guys, like, over Discord or whatever. But apparently that's the worst movie of all time. And, like, there's a whole history to it. And they, like, I think it's played once a week in Hollywood. There's a theater everybody goes to to enjoy it together. Have you watched The Disaster Artist? No. Yeah, have you watched Disaster Artist? Do I have Disaster Artist here? Should I watch that first or after? It it was a, it it was a good movie, but it just because like, I haven't watched um, the room yet. Mm-hmm. But I have a really interesting story about the room that I'll save for next time. Um, okay. Yeah, the disaster artist is a very good movie for the story of Tommy Wiseau. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. with really good acting. Really, really good acting. Yeah. Yeah, the disastrous is very well done. James Franco is very hit or miss for me, but that was a hit. Um, Family Man, by the way, one of my favorite Nicolas yep. Cage movies. Oh, yeah, so bad. We, we we watched that in our family. Yeah, it's a it's a Christmas classic in this household. It's kind of <laughs> depressing, but it's a Christmas classic. That's what I'm saying. We like depressing Christmas movies. We watch Family Man and Love Actually. It's like Love Actually <laughs> is the, the the core family in Love Actually that they they don't get together. They, they divorce or they're breaking up. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tara, Tara watched Tara watched Love Actually for the first time this winter with me. Where I'm like, this is one of my more favorite Christmas shows, and we watch it. She's like, why isn't it one of your favorites? I'm like. Because Rowan Atkinson's like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scrooge is yeah. up there for me. I know it's like he's and, all fucked and up. Hugh on Grant coke. gets with the bait. It's all right. I, I do like uh I, I do like Scrooge. Um Hugh Grant dancing in Love Actually is one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. <laughs> oh that that is really good. Yeah. And it's, then Colin Colin uh Colin Firth as well his character is really funny we'll, we'll have to do a christmas episode sometime but we'll oh like our, our favorite we each give like a, a top five favorite christmas movies whether they're short clarence clarence <laughs> <laughs> i want to live again i want to live again i want to live i've got your money it's it's at jane's house and it's at todd's house and uh, i don't have it here you gotta give me some time Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh, well, God, that's the stupidest thing that's I've right, ever dude. fucking heard. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck am I paying your teacher for? <laughs> yeah. That's it. We're going to Catholic school now. You're going to be molested. Oh, my God. I can, just, oh, I can God. see where this can go as far as, like, events, Oscar party, fucking... Uh, Fear and loathing. And, like... Dude, yeah, series like I, I haven't watched the Indiana Jones ones in forever. I still haven't seen the Crystal oh, Skull. My my favorite my favorite fictional character ever, Indiana Jones. Like, you, you can't you can't talk me out of it. He's the best. I I really like and I can't think of his name now as a fictional character. Uh, I actually really like the character. The the why can't I think of his name? Oh my god. Uh, Javier Bardem's character in No Country for Old Men may be my favorite fictional character of all time. Oh, well, I'm talking about like a series kind of thing, like oh, the, the equivalent yeah. of like, like for like a trilogy or something. Like Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Wolverine, kind of thing. Like that like Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Bond or whatever. Like, like yeah. Indiana Jones yeah. is my favorite. Jason Bourne. 
Uh, yeah, Indiana Jones holds up very well. And then Sean, then James Bond is his dad. Like, you can't go wrong with that. Um, did anyone see this movie, The Favorite? It was a big Oscar, like, had a ton of Oscar buzz when it came out in 2018. Who's in it? Oh, it's got, um, it's got, why can't I think of her fucking name? Olivia Coleman. I knew it was Olivia. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's from Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't, no, I haven't seen it. It was like objectively the acting in it was well done, but the story of it was so frustratingly annoying that I couldn't pull back and just enjoy the movie. Hmm. It was very, very frustrating. Very frustrating. So I'd be curious to rewatch it. Uh, like I like the idea of going through like some of the Oscar favorites that we think were overrated, underrated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Movies that got snubbed. Um, Fuck! It would be funny like, if like we're ever bored and searching for movies to do. Like, go all right. Well, this was 1987. What was the Oscar uh, winners those years? Like, fucking go through on a few. Yeah. Tim's trying to cut us off. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's, we've been going for three hours. I don't want to wake up my uh, roommate, but uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't want it to end. I'm hoping that we can uh, do this again fucking shortly. Jesus Absolutely, Christ. man. Give us some homework. I could talk movies all day. All right. Well, I could talk movies all day. Like, like I'm, I'm picturing I'm us, tomorrow. I just I'm picturing us sitting in the same room and like eating, like doing like a, a, a like a, a pre-game like. All right. This is what Chalupa has for snacks and beer and drinks or whatever. And this is what Tim has. And this is what Brian has. And then we just like watch the show and we just like comment on what's going on. Cause we've all seen the movie before. We're just making jokes and we do our commentary. It's like director's cut, but better because we're awesome. And directors sucking his own dick. Absolutely. My, um, this comedian that I know that runs one of the comedy places in Toronto has a movie podcast. It's flicks with dicks and it's specifically only movies that show penises <laughs> and they watch them and go, go through each one. I'm all about it. That sounds That's amazing. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Well, let's... All right. 121 episodes total, by the way. 121. Yeah. Let's message the group and like we'll come up with ideas as far as like formatting for the the show. If we want to like come in with one or two movies, or if uh, we go directors and actors, I don't want to nail us down too much. But coming in and talking about movies sounds fucking amazing. I am so excited. Yeah. You don't want to pin us down with your hands locking our wrists against the floor. Um, Too too much. I get it. I drink. I don't know. Oh my God, George of the Jungle! Yeah, George of the Jungle. Um, Brendan Fraser movies, top five. I love it. Blast from the past. Uh, he dazzled. Encino <laughs> Man. Encino Man. Tim, we yeah. were super hammered at Steam Whistle when I got your phone number. So I'll make sure it's right. What's your phone number? Okay, I did get right. Do you have WhatsApp? I do. Okay, can we use WhatsApp instead of Facebook Messenger for the movie discussions? Absolutely. Because it's just, I'm trying to centralize all my messages to one place, and I have 
like literally probably about 80 conversations open with like clients in WhatsApp. And then like I have Instagram messages and groups. And then now I have Facebook ones. Like I ignore the not after 30 Facebook messenger. I have it muted. I haven't looked it in, in like four months. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping, I know it's a stupid like diva request, but I'm hoping you guys are cool with being on WhatsApp. Nope. Aaron, I don't know how you feel about it. But... I've, I've been messaging you on that as much as I can, and you ignore me anyway, so I really don't care. Yeah, let's switch uh, over to that. Actually, cool I me. did say, yeah, would be awesome. To your, <laughs> your message. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, yeah, things we could talk about after we let Tim uh, <laughs> close the episode. All right, Tim, uh, I'm part, adding you part, right now. Part eight, but uh, yeah. I'll start the movie thread. And then we'll think of a cool name specific to the movie podcast itself. Yeah. I like That's it. the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Film I, school. Film school. <laughs> uh, we'll keep working on it. That's what I'm calling That's good brainstorming. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw it. That's what I'm just calling the group chat. Because good, we're good, watching good brainstorming. Of yeah, Sweet. I just threw. That's the name of the group chat. Sweet, <laughs> I'm okay. I, I don't. I don't need a podcast name. We'll come uh, up with one. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I have 200 patches for the Midnight Owl. I'm no longer using that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it for right. us here at Bearded and Board. Um, I am Tim. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram at the Bearded and Board Podcast. You can email us at bearded and board uh, at gmail.com rate and review us on itunes if you get take a chance give us five stars or take the time i'm a little tired right now so my words are getting fuzzy uh chalupa where could the people find you you can find me on instagram chalupa cabra 52 um yeah shoot me a message um always like talking to new people uh, i pretty much base my life on meeting new people and making friends Especially like uh, numbers in gas station uh, bathroom stalls. So there's a good time. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot me a message, whatever. Um, you can also follow any of my previous podcasts. I haven't released any new content because I'm a fucking piece of shit. Um, you can check out The Awkward Throw Clear, uh, Catching Up with Chalupa, uh, Hockey Town, all kinds of different content on the not after 30 podcast network i'm all over that like herpes on a new college student uh so check that out please and thank you uh pass it over to brian where can you find your content oh i'm not on any socials i i try to avoid it at all costs uh social media is the death of society <laughs> No, I'm absolutely against it. Uh, but that being said, I am on Twitch, twitch.tv slash not just BS. Yeah, for okay, the I'm Monday on night uh, meme fights, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, host a Monday night fight. we host a Monday night meme fight where we take the best memes from the previous week that have been 